Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Please stay standing in the room. If you're online, wherever you are, maybe you want to stand as well. Colchester, Barry St. Edmunds, just stay standing for a moment. Because I want to read a scripture over you. This is a scripture, honestly, that I pray over this church regularly, consistently. I'd like to say every day, maybe it should be every day. This is what I pray. It's the words of the Apostle Paul. I give thanks to my God always for you. Because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. Honestly, guys, we are totally serious about boasting in nothing else but Jesus Christ. Because only he could save you. And only he could give you a future and wisdom for life. That in every way, every way you can be enriched in him in all speech and knowledge even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed in you so that you'll be lacking not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ and I pray that he will sustain you to the end till you be presented guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. God bless you. Please take your seats. As you've heard in our little uh, update, we've seen growth across all locations by way of people making C3 their home in the last year. And now, by the grace of God, we're beyond what we were in pre-COVID times. Sunday attendance, which isn't everything, but it's something, is back to where we were with over a 1,000 people in attendance each week which we know equates to a lot more than a 1,000 people who call C3 their home. Because one thing that has changed is the patterns of people's attendance. And we're not knocking you for that. Some people just come out once every three weeks, but this is still their home. Once every four weeks, this is still their home. we just leave you to that. And I mention that not to glory in ourselves. Honestly, we want to avoid that at all costs. Some of the horror stories that we've heard the last few years have been as a direct consequence of a celebrity culture that has drifted into the church. And we don't want that. We want to celebrate Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But our growth and all that we've seen by way of success is booking the trend. Sadly, Post-COVID, many churches didn't make it and closed. And we do not rejoice in that. That's sad. Still, and I've been with pastors these last few weeks from different churches across the nation, 
the trend is still that most churches are about 25 to 30% down on where they were pre-COVID times. The census that we had the results of not long ago in the England and Wales, in England and Wales, wasn't across the whole of the UK, revealed that for the first time ever since records began, the number of people that identify as Christian in this nation has gone to an all-time low. It's now at 46.2%, gone below. It's, it's a drop of over 12%, I think, since the last census. 46.2% on the national statistics say that they are now Christian. It's a lot more people that say they're not. Now, if you watch my New Year's Day service uh, online, which I'm sure you all did, yeah, thanks, that's at least eight of you. Go back and watch it, because it's a great message. I really enjoyed it. But I, I said on that day that those figures, 46.2%, shouldn't overly concern us for a number of reasons. I just men mentioned two. One is, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. I said, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And globally, Christianity is still growing. So, though we may feel often as a minority in the UK, Christianity is still growing across the world. Latest figures, 1.17 growth rates across almost 2.56 billion people will identify as Christian at this time, by the end of 2022. By 2050, expected to top 3.3 billion. And let me mention this to you crazy charismatics, that's us. The part of the church that is growing globally is charismatics and Pentecostals. Because we're all meant to be charismatics and Pentecostals, if you didn't know. Well, again, not much a response in the room there. <laughs> By 2050, the number will top 1 billion by way of charismatic Pentecostal Christians. So that's the, the first reason we should rejoice the church is growing across the world. And we're part of that church. And there's a lot to learn from where the church is growing that obviously we're not getting right, and particularly the global south is growing, and we're not in the north. Maybe we should learn a lot from the south, hey? There's something we need to get from them. The second reason is that figure is not accurate of 46.2%. It's much worse than that. It's worse. A lot of those 46.2% are just cultural Christians. They think still, some of them, that we're a Christian nation. It's much worse than 42.6%. In fact, today, this will be optimistic, people who are attending church, so that doesn't include those who attend church, those that attend church in our nation is about... 4.7%. That's in England. In Wales, it's a little higher, 4.8. In Scotland, 8.9. So the figures are very low. It's much worse. There are a lot less Christians than 46.2%. Which is why we say what we're about here is not simply having people attend, but have a commitment to making disciples of Jesus Christ. Because we want sold out, radical, fully devoted followers of Jesus. Because Jesus didn't give any option. The church that has grown over these last, since 1980, church denominations have all declined. 
Anglicans, Methodists, United Reformed, Baptists, all declined, except the Charismatics and Pentecostals in our nation. They're the ones that have kept growing. Oh, and if I might say, the Orthodox Church as well has grown a little, mainly because of people who left Roman Catholic and Anglican churches. So the main growth is in our kinds of churches. And if you haven't heard it, you're going to hear it again today. We do not preach an easy believism. We want fully devoted, sold-out followers of Jesus Christ who know that we are sent into the world, wherever you go, wherever you are, not just in a church service. You're not only a sent one when you're sitting here. You're a sent one in the office. You're a sent one in the school. You're a sent one in the car park when you park your vehicle for work. You're a sent one wherever you go. We are sent. And that is at the very heart of our statements of where we believe we need to go. Just take a look at this triangle here that I put on, on the screen. These three things are very important to us. Our core values, which is Christ-centered, cause-driven, community-focused. That's our three C's, by the way, C3. We want to hold to them in all seasons. There's other values that come out of them, but if we can get those three right, we will create a culture of what a church is meant to be like. But our mission is this. In fact, we did it again this morning when we had our pre-service prayer. At the end, we ask everyone... Who's reaching and shaping a generation with the message and cause of Christ today? And we all respond, we are. we are. And we say it every week, and we've been saying it every week for about the last four years, I think. And I can see some people, when we get to the question, I roll time, you know, here we go. We're gonna, I'm glad you're absolutely sick of it. Because I think maybe when you're sick of it, you might have just got it. We're serious about it. We're serious about reaching and shaping a generation with the message and cause of Christ today. Who's, who among this room is reaching a shaping a generation with the message and cause of Christ today? We are. we are. And then we have the church we see, which you're going to hear more of in a, a minute or so. And so I just want to remind, remind you, I'm going to hand over to Angie now, that that is our mission. We are sent. We're sent into the world. We rejoice of the favor of God that we know, but we ain't finished yet. We're here as sent ones to reach our world until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Reaching and shaping. I'm going to look more at the word shaping. And, oh, you know when you do something new and you decide to use an iPad because you don't usually use it and then you just lose your notes? I think it's just a God's telling me not to bother with it maybe. Shaping, reaching and shaping the generation with the message and cause of Christ. You see, the thing is, we want to go into the world. We want to reach more people for Jesus. But we don't want them to stay the way they are. We want them to be brought into a community where they're shaped and they're transformed into an image of Jesus. You see, Jesus has got a mission for us as an individual. He's sending us on an adventure, each and every one of us, to become more like him to become more like Jesus. We are being sent into that mission for our personal lives that will become more like Jesus. That is exciting, hey? That is exciting to actually become more like Jesus. This is his, our, one of our purposes here on the earth, to become like that. And I love the verses in uh, John 21. You've got in your in your version notes if you need them. 
It says, afterwards, Jesus appeared again to the disciples by the Sea of Galilee. Why the word afterwards? It was after all that had happened to him on the cross. He came to a beach, he came to his disciples, and he appeared to the disciples. And this is a famous passage where he had a conversation with Peter. And, Pete, and they, would, they ate together. They ate the cook, catch of the fish. They ate together. And Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Do you love me more than these? I wonder what the these were. Do you love me more than these? They just had breakfast together. They'd just eaten fish together on the beach. And theologians believe that it's the fish that Jesus is referring to. Do you love these fish more than you love me? You see, uh, Peter was a fisherman. His past life was fishing. He loved fishing. He loved catching fish. I don't quite understand it. My husband can identify a lot more with Peter than I can. Catching fish is something that he really loved and lived for. And Jesus was saying to him, do you love these, these fish, more than me? Do you want to go back to what you knew? Do you want to go back to your old mindset? Do you want to go back to where you felt comfortable? Or do you love me more and you're going to still trust me and you're going to follow me? And Peter's saying, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus gave him his purpose and said, feed my lambs. That word feed is boska in Greek. And it means feed, tend, but not just physically, but spiritually. To spiritually be responsible for the people around him. Are you going to go back to the what you knew and what was comfortable or you're going to actually keep following me and have a whole new dynamic, a spiritual dynamic of feeding the people around you. Jesus, uh, Peter saying, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Your love for me, Jesus was saying, will be demonstrated in how you love the people and how you feed them. Jesus had an individual purpose for Peter. Jesus has an individual purpose for each and every one of us. And every one of us, I believe, is called to feed Whatever God has given us that we feed the people around us, whether it's our family, whether it's in our workplace, whether it's in our connect group, that we have a purpose that we can feed from what we've been given from Jesus in the quiet place. Then we can feed the people around us in spiritual food. You see, Jesus doesn't want us to stay where we are. When we become Christians, he doesn't want us to stay in that place. When we've been on the journey many years, he doesn't want us to stay in that place. He says that we are to be be transformed by the renewing of our minds. It says in Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Jesus wants us to keep being transformed, keep being changed. How can we do that? By our individual conversations, our individual relationship with Jesus, but also with our corporate relationship with Jesus. With our corporate relationship here on a Sunday, as we gather together and we worship and we learn and we pray together and we seek God together. But also in smaller groups, when we gather in smaller groups in homes and we connect together and we become part of a community. Let's see if I can find the scripture here. When in Acts 2... There's scriptures there, when they gathered together, 
Have we got the scripture there together? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Acts 2, verse 42. And it carries on to say that they had everything in common together. They would sell things and they would live in commonality together. There would be prayer. There would be eating. There would be teaching. There would be breaking of bread. That would happen regularly. You see, we believe in this church is going to grow and keep on growing. We believe that God has given us a vision for a large church. And a large church needs to break down into smaller communities. And we believe that reaching and shaping go hand in hand together. We're going to reach more people. We're in a, what the vision that God has given us is large. But we need to break that down into the small. And small gatherings of people where they're meeting in homes, breaking bread, praying with one another, looking at the scripture together having things in common, sharing heart with one another, having a community of love for one another, is how this church is going to grow stronger. That we reach, but we also shape. That we're shaped together by God's word and by our relationships with one another. As I was preparing for this this week, I knew that I had an application to complete that needed to be sent actually to Australia. And she'd asked a few times, said, where is it? And I knew the same day as I was preparing this that I needed to do this application to ask for finances for a program that comes from us from here at C3, goes out into all the prisons, 77 different prisons around the country. And it was for finances to help those programs to keep going. They're called Lead to Succeed because we want people in prison to know that they can lead their world and they can be shaped by good teaching, by training, by biblical principles that can help them to lead their world. You know, if anyone needs shaping, it's those that have been caught in their willfulness. Don't you agree that the people in prisons may need shaping in some way? And we can feel that, yeah, we're doing a great thing, we're helping, but you know, that we're no less here in this room, not needing shaping. Each and every one of us needs shaping. You see, we will be shaped by something. We'll be shaped by the world or we'll be shaped by the word. What are we going to choose to do? Be shaped by the world or be shaped by the word? God wants you to be more, become more and more like Jesus, to be shaped in community, be shaped by his word, be shaped by seeing him answering prayers. Reaching and shaping a generation with the message of Jesus that he loves every single person and the cause of Jesus to rule and subdue on this earth and become more like him. We have a big vision for what God is going to do in this church. We have not finished yet and we're going to play a VT now which is the church we see which we wrote a number of years ago. I wonder whether you can see some of the things that have come into being some of the things that come to pass and maybe some things we're still dreaming for praying for and pushing into the church we see let's talk about the church we see the things that make c3 c3 who are we what are we where do we go what's the next thing we're building doing planning envisioning so the church we see is filled with people, people everywhere. The community is bursting with life, thriving in creativity, initiatives, departments, and ministries. The C3 family is strong, not just because we get along, but because we have people who see the world differently, who have a different life story, bringing new ways of thinking and responding to the world around us. 
We are part of groups and team giving outside of ourselves to the community. The church we see is a haven of hope for the widow, the orphan, the refugee, the uni student, the single mom, the soldier, the new person, the guy who's been coming for months but always sits on his own, the woman who always seems to be in a rush to get home. The church we see says this is your home. This place of kindness and generosity and grace. We do things to the best of our ability. We will be known for excellence, ideation and ingenuity. We are also a church of mercy and humility, a multi-generational church where mentoring and teaching are priorities. The church we see is a church of unity, a church of all ages, races, economic statuses and nationalities. We are a church that is expanding beyond counties and borders. We have missionaries, evangelists, new locations all over. We will teach others to lead and to worship, to create. We will influence business, education, and matters of state. The church we see is the body of Christ, made up of individuals gathered to worship Jesus, engage in the word, and then to be sent into the rest of the world. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.